welcome to the Life Pro Podcast, where today I have Alex Udeem. Welcome to the show, Alex. Hey, Omid, how are you? Good, good. Uh, honored to have you as a guest today. Uh, why don't you start out and tell us a little bit more about yourself, your journey, and uh, what what's made you, you? Yeah, uh, what's made me, me? That's probably an ever-changing uh, thing there, right? Um, but myself, my journey. So... Um, a uh, a native California with a quick stop in Texas. So you'll hear me say y'all through this a lot. And uh, you'll probably, as you get to know me more, um, hear me identify as a displaced Texan. Um, <laughs> enough so that I, it's the first thing I say, right? Uh, right? Live in Los Angeles, you know, do the LA thing. Pretty much a normal guy, you know, yeah. nine to five, have a dog, all those kinds of things. But I think um, what at least has got some recognition and and how I even met you is the journey I've been on the last few years. Um, having started about 400 pounds, 390 and change, right? So let's just call wow. it. Um, and just the uh, the move to get healthier, to, to focus on my life, take control of my life um, and make it one worth living full of uh, health and joy and, you know, positivity and, and a better mindset. Um, and in that process, I'm sitting at around 120, 130, depending on what day you weigh me in wow. loss and uh, have been um, kind of talking about that and, and, and meeting people to uh, to spread that message and inspire a healthy lifestyle uh, amongst others. Right. Since. So, every, I mean, a lot of people that I know, I mean, I would say nine out of the 10 people that I know are always talking about losing weight and everybody's talking about, you know, you know, I'm going to do this diet and that diet. I'm going to fast. I'm going to, and all these ideas that they have and they tell you, oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. Um, I think it's funny, right? That everybody, everybody's trying to lose weight, but you, you start at 400 pounds and I mean, first of all, how did you how did you get to four hundred, and how did you feel when you got to four hundred? Like, did, was it what was your lifestyle like? Yeah, I think. Um, how did I get there? I got there by not paying attention. I think the more relevant question is actually how did you feel, and I'll tell you that weighing myself and realizing I'm sitting at four hundred pounds was probably a surprise to me. I don't remember like it ever, it definitely wasn't a goal of mine, right? It was right. something that just kind of happened. And I right. think that I didn't have a feeling that I felt after I weighed myself and saw I was there. It's a feeling yeah. that got me there. And it's that I lived most of my life detached, mm -hmm. lived a good portion of my life, just kind of floating. And in fact, I'll tell you, not really living my life, just kind of being there. Yeah. Um, and this is a big thing for me. So when I saw 400, I'm sure it was a um, a shock. I'm sure it, it was a downer, right? Um, but it was also kind of this like, oh, well, what did you expect? That's just you, right? right? That's just who you are. Okay, go on with your life and do more of the same, right? And you asked how did I start on this journey and, and how did I get there, I think? Um, there's a major shock to the system, right? And so I talk a lot about um, making your life one worth living or participating um, in living your life, more importantly, right? That's the, that's the bigger key. 
And so for me personally, that shocked that kind of, um, oh shit moment, um, yep. was, uh, pandemic was it? Pandemic is 2020. Yeah. yeah. So October, 2020, about, you know, six months into the pandemic, um, you know, we're shut down and all that kind of stuff is going on. I was in a relationship with a girl for about at that point, five and a half, six years, we're living with each other. Um, I was at a job that at the time was my dream job. Uh, mm. An industry that I really wanted to be in. Um, and I was there for about five years. Um, and within about a week, within exactly a week, relationship over and I get laid off. Um, I forgot which happened first, but they were back to back. Okay. And the thing for me is I, I was sitting down at the table and I remember thinking to myself, well, this is the ticket for admission. This is the cost of living life, right? Um, things happen. They're not always going to be good. This is just kind of how it goes, right? But you can think about this a few ways. You could be mad at the situation. You can be mad at the world. You can scream and look at the sky and say, why, oh, why? Um, you could be mad at the girl. You could be mad at the pandemic. Those things aren't going to get you anywhere, mm -hmm. right? Um, what will get you somewhere is taking a look at yourself and looking at what you can do um, and who you want to be. And do I want to be this person who's been checked out my whole entire life? Um, or at least my whole adult life, right? Who's right. just floating. Or do I want to be somebody who is in control of their life? Or at least in control to the extent that you can be. And I'll take it one further. Um, for me personally, I said, you, Alex, you don't have value unless you're actively participating in life. So if you don't want to actively participate in life, then you're not actually living. What's, um, what's the point of being here just to be here? And it's not, you know, like, I'm not saying that in like, oh, I'm going to run and end it sort of way. I'm just saying it's the realization that if you're here, just showing up isn't enough, right? Mm -hmm. You have to go out and be intentional about your life and take part in it. And so for me, that was, well, you have this problem. You've avoided it. Right. It has major health concerns. It has, you know, every doctor is telling you you're going to be dead at 40. And I was sitting at 40 or I was six weeks away from 40. Right. Yeah. Um, and you've just been ignoring it. Why don't you go fix that? Why don't you not fix it? I want that wasn't broken, but why don't you go address that? Why don't you pay attention to it? Yeah, and that's kind of where the start came. And I think that's amazing. I mean, you this this was a major turning point in your life. A lot of people might have just laid down and given up, but you used it as fuel, used it as a spark to keep you going and make a make major change in your life. And I think that's very honorable and something we can all learn from. Um, we, you and I had talked offline about you know. How how did you how did you stay like motivated each day you know and and did you have a goal in mind did you did you and you you mentioned that 
it wasn't about goals. It was about a shift about a shift of mindset. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? Like, you know, to me, I want to I want to get down to I'd love to lose 20 pounds. I need to lose 20 pounds. But for me, I don't for for whatever reason, I don't have the discipline or the mindset to get there. So what advice do you have for me and other people listening? Yeah, that's just it. The very first thing I would tell you is don't say I don't have the discipline or the mindset to get there. Say I'm going to get there. I'll be there. This is me at 20 pounds lighter. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm going to live my life, right? What is, what does my life look like when I'm there? What does that person do? Right? Right. What does that version of Omi do? What does that version of Alex do? And let's start doing that. But I would first take out that box we put ourselves in of, I can't, I won't, I don't. Um, how do I get the discipline and, and motivation? Let me answer that in a roundabout way. Um, there's that question of, you know, how did you do it? Was it diet? Was it exercise? Sure. I definitely had diet. I definitely modified my diet. I definitely started exercising a lot more. Um, and that definitely helped. But the things that got me there were the mindset, were the change in mindset. Right. And that was one that was about kind of feeling the fear and doing it anyway, looking at this insurmountable goal of, oh, you're 400 pounds. You need to be this pound, throwing it out the door and saying, you know what? I'm going to make little moves every day to be healthier. Yeah. Right. And then taking those wins, taking those, those, um, those W's and um, saying, okay, I did this. What's the next thing I can do? Right. I walked around the block without, well, yesterday I didn't walk around the block. So I went for the walk today. I started walking. I'm not huffing and puffing up the stairs anymore. I lost some weight. Great. Um, What else can I do? Right. What else can I, can I go after? And it was a mindset of, I can, and I will. Mm -hmm. And it was a commitment and the discipline came from the commitment. We also talked when we had our conversation um, about motivation and my views on motivation. And this is an opinion I get a lot of pushback on. And I think it was something that even in our conversation, you were a bit uncomfortable with. Yeah. I think goals are, they're nice, they're cute, they're unnecessary, they're not real. And motivation is a myth. Um, There's a quote out there. I don't know who said it. I know um, a few people have repeated it um, and all of them get credit for it. But it's discipline will take you places where motivation can't go. Right. I regularly tell people I'm the least motivated person on the planet. I do not want to wake up in the morning when I do. I do not want to go to the gym. Um, When I was running a lot, I did not want to run. You know, I don't want to go on my daily walks. But what I do is I get up and I start putting on my shoes and I go wash my face and I'm walking out the door on the way to the gym. And I get there and it's 630 and I'm walking to the door and everyone's like, hi, Alex. And I'm just cursing under my breath. Why are you so happy? You know, it's too early for this, blah, blah, blah. But right. I got to the gym. I'm like, all right, now I'm here. I'm going to do this. Right. And you get a rush from the gym. You get the dopamine high from working out. You get the rush of doing something you thought you couldn't even that morning or, or right. overcoming. And that fuels the next step, right? The next run or the next workout or the, um, the next thing you think you can't do, right? 
Um, mm. I'm trying to do the 75 hard challenge right now. Um, I don't particularly love drinking a gallon of water, mm. right? It's impossible. I drink the last third of a gallon right before I go to sleep, which has wreaked utter chaos on my sleep. Um, you know, I might as well sleep in the bathroom. Um, but, but I looked at that and I was like, all right, if I could get up at 6.30 in the morning and go to the gym, and it's a stupid example, right? But if I could show up at the gym at 6.30 in the morning and, and knock that class out, I could yeah. drink one. Right. And I don't know. I don't know what drinking the water is going to get me, but if I'm healthier at the end of the day and I feel better at the day, that's going to be something that fuels something else. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I have two questions for you in regards to that. Uh, a lot of us, and I did, I today made the same, same mistake. Today I woke up, you know, I, I always go to the gym Tuesday mornings. Uh, today I woke up and I made an excuse. I have too much to do today. I need to get to work. I got to finish this up. Yeah. I can't work out today. And I didn't make it to the gym. I, I simply didn't make it to the gym. Now, I've started creating a habit of going to the gym. So it's, you know, and I, and it's, I get those, you know, boost of serotonin levels. I feel great myself. I have more energy. I have better relationships, all these things. But today I made an excuse. Yeah. So what advice do you have for, for people like me that make excuses? I can't because work is more important. Yeah, you just said it. So I'll say that there are probably days where there's too much on your plate. There's days when there's too much on my plate. Right. Um, but I can say for me, and I don't go to the gym every day. I sometimes get up and I'm lazy. And you know, the funniest version of it is, um, so in the mornings I take a class and I'll get up on the app and I'll cancel the class and I'll sign up for the four o'clock one. Mm -hmm. Four o'clock, I'm like, oh, I'm tired. You know, like I don't even just like bite the bullet and not go to the gym. Like right. I delay the pain. I, I keep... Yeah, snooze button. two hours later, right? Yeah. Yeah, while hitting snooze. Um, but you said it. It's not that you can't go to the gym. It's not that you don't have time to go to the gym. It's that I woke up this morning and I told myself this is not important enough right. for me to go do it. Right? Okay. Maybe. But let's look at that another way. What does the gym bring you? Does it give you the rush and the high, will that yeah. make your day better? It'll make it more really important it, to you. It'll make it more productive. Great. Next thing. Yeah. Well, be more productive. Yeah. What does that production mean? Is that food on the table for your family? Is that important to you? Yeah. If it Absolutely. adds, you know, there's all those stats like you, if you work out X amount. Incremental. Right. right? If you lose 10% of your body weight, you'll increase 7% of your life or there's something out there like, right? Yeah. Let's just say that's the number, right? I'm making it up totally. Is 7% seven right. more, 7 more time on this planet with your kids and your family worth it to you? 100%. But right. we don't think about it because we're, we're in a meet like now instant gratification world where you're not, we're not worried about long term. We just, we want to take care of what's in front of us. And that's a problem. Yeah, totally. Instant gratification is a huge, huge flaw in our uh, yeah world and our psyche and how we go about things. And it's, you know, you either sacrifice now, you sacrifice right. now, or you will never be happy for the rest of your life. You will never actually achieve the things you want to achieve without putting in the sacrifice on the front end. And that goes for everything. Yeah.
So uh, my next question was accountability. So you you mentioned the water and I'm a victim of that. I literally have a friend that calls me all the time because he knows I don't drink enough water and I have certain health issues because of it as you're drinking water and I'm not. Um, And uh, I can't, I can't do it. You know, like I get, I have the big water bottle and, and I think it goes back down to accountability. If I don't drink water, like nothing happens. Nobody says anything like I might feel like shit and not realize it because of the lack of water, but I don't do it. So where's the accountability, you know, where does that come from? Like you have, we, one, on one hand you say, okay, you have to want it. You have to have that mindset of this is for my health. This is for prolonged, you know, prolonging my life and having better relationships, being more productive and all these things, same thing as, as exercise and diet, but there's no accountability. Like what? How do you, how do you, how do you get that drive? Yeah. I think accountability and drive are two different things. I think accountability fuels the drive. Um, The water one's hard. I mean, look, I'll take the pass. Like I'm drinking water. I'm drinking water because we're talking in my throat. (laughs) Let's let's call it state of state. Um, I don't know. I'll tell you how I drink my gallon. It's the, um, it's that looking like at the gallon bottle over there. It's yeah. Um, it's um I I literally have a reminder on my computer every hour reminding me to drink water. What do I do? I ignore it. Yeah, you push it aside. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do that. I do that with everything. Um I think okay, I think it's just the the looking at it and saying, all right, I'm committed to doing this. Everything comes down yeah. to right? Yeah. So for me, the water specifically is I took on this challenge of I want to do the 75 hard, right? Yeah. Um, I did that because I like challenging myself that way. I like thinking, like, what's my definition of hell? Right. I'm going to go try and do it to show that I can. I did a 5K that way. I did a Spartan race or two that way. Now I'm drinking a gallon of water that way, right? Yeah. Um, it's just what's the next thing? that I think is difficult that I don't do that I'm going to try and go do. Right. Um, but I think the, how do I do anything is just, it comes down to commitment and you tell yourself in the morning that I'm committed to doing these things. Yeah. I'm committed to living my life this way. And if that means I need to drink water, then I need to drink water. And if it's because I don't remember, I put it on my watch or my phone and it pops up then when it pops up, I'm going to stop and drink my water, right? Because now I got a reminder. And then at the end of the day, this is something that's really big with me. And it's always been big with me, but it just hasn't, it wasn't something I thought of on my health. It was something I always kind of thought of more on my work. Yeah. But something that's always been big with me is, you know, when you go home at night, can you sign off on your day? Right. You know, like when you watch the political ads and it's like, I'm so and so and I approve this message. Right. Can you do that for yourself on your day? If the message of the political ad was you recounting your day, would you put your voice on in front of a million people or a billion people watching TV and say, Hey, I'm Alex and I approve on that day? Yeah. No, like, you know. And so can you, Omid, in this example, can you sign off on your day if all you had to do was drink an extra cup of water? and you didn't go do that no when you think about it like that right yeah. like, i don't want to put you on the spot but when you think you're about gonna it, do it right like it's like oh man yeah Alex, all i had to do was drink some water 
yeah. to do the thing I said I was going to do, to fill the commitment I put out in the morning, right? So I, I think a lot of that goes down to like living your life with intention and all of your actions with intention, right? Like so totally. coming down to what you put in your body, uh, how much you exercise, like understanding and reflecting on every little thing that you do and how that's going to impact you and and the world, right? And the yeah. people around you. So if you live with intention and really understand and really present in the moment, like any action that we take, even me not going to the gym has consequences, right? Over time, it'll it'll impact my lifestyle and maybe not extend my life. <laughs> and uh, same thing with, you know, what we eat and our weight. I, I it, it it all it all goes down to just understanding and the impacts of consequences of our of, of our actions. Right. So you're right. always one decision away from changing your life. Right. Right. And something that we don't pay attention to, and I do this also, is um, indecision is also a decision. Not doing something is a decision not to do something. Right. Right. So that's also a decision. Um, and yeah, it, it comes down to that exactly. So for you, you know, you lost a lot of weight. For me, I mean, for me, a lot of late, a lot of weight is relative to all of us, right? So for me, um, even f losing five pounds, you know, it might sound like nothing to you, but it's a big deal for me. I I know it because there's a big difference in my in how I play basketball, and my you know my stamina and everything in life, um, but yet it's incredibly hard for me to do that. And maybe it goes down to like, maybe not wanting it back enough, hard enough. Yeah. Um, how do I mean, how do I do that? How do I shift my mindset? You know, I have to, I have to tell myself I'm going to do it and, and do it. Um, how do I, how do I shift my mindset? How do you shift your mindset? That is a hard question. Um, so there is unfortunately nothing I can tell you, anybody, that will make you make a decision. You have to want to do it, right? And this comes, this question comes to me a lot. Oh, you lost all this weight. How did you do it? And I've actually learned to start asking people, do you want me to just tell you diet and exercise? <laughs> Or do you want me to tell you what actually happened? Right? Right, right. And if you want me to tell you diet and exercise, that's cool. I'm going to tell it to you. But it's not going to make a difference because everyone's yeah. been telling you diet and exercise all your life, right? Yeah. And you're just going to not listen to me or not make that decision the same way you didn't make it 100 times before. Right. right? For me, it was... It really stemmed from that conversation with myself, right? Like the come to Jesus, right? Like yeah. it was, are you going to live a life worth living? Are you actually going to live, yeah. right? What are you doing to earn the air you breathe today? Because just sitting there on a couch, watching TV, eating Doritos, going to sleep, waking up, logging into a job, doing a bunch of Zoom meetings, checking out and 
sitting back on the couch and watching TV all night is not living. Right. Just waiting for things to happen until the day you die is not living. Right. So yeah. what are you going to do to actually show up and be valued or not be valued, be worthy of the air you breathe? Yeah. Respecting yourself. Yeah. And for me, it was okay. Yeah. Like, I'm going to stop just floating. I'm going to take part in my life. And the way I'm doing that, the first thing I'm doing for that is taking control of my health and making sure that that life has quality, right? right. Um, and that I'll be here and be able to take part in life actively versus, you know, on a life support machine someday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would want to say one more thing. I want to touch one thing, the five pounds thing. Yeah. Look, after you lose a bunch of weight, it's hard for me to lose five pounds now. Right? I, I need to, I need to lose, I need to lose 20 actually. I just was yeah. small battles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. So look, everybody looks at 400, right? And yeah. they're like, oh my God, 400 from 200 is this insurmountable goal. How are you going to do it? Right. Okay. Well, there's two things. A, when you're 400 pounds, you stop drinking one soda a day and you lose the five pounds. So it's relatively easy, right? But it's not going to happen if you look at the 200 pounds. If you look at the insurmountable goal in front of you, oh, I can't do this. You're never going to do it, right? Um if you look at, well, what can I do to make a small change? Oh, one soda a day ends up being five pounds at the end of the month. I cannot drink that soda. I cannot eat that candy bar. Yeah. Then it's it's doable. So I would find um, that thing, right? Like, again, small changes. There's something we do, mm -hmm. something we don't do, right? I always talk about goals um, like in the piggy bank, right? I want a goal to save a million dollars, right? I want a million dollars in my bank account one day. Saying I want a million dollars in my bank account one day doesn't get you a million dollars. That's why the goal itself is worthless, right? It's cool. It's a nice indication marker, but it's worthless. It doesn't do anything for you. Right. What gets you a million dollars a day? It's Penny saving. Day. Yeah. Saving. Penny at a time. Saving it as much, a little bit at a time. Exactly. And one day yeah. pennies become dollars and dollars become millions. Right. Yeah. And pennies become dollars really quick. You'd be surprised how quick. And so that's kind of how I approach yeah. the goal orientation, the discipline, the everything. It's everything is a is a small step, is a penny in the piggy bank. Yeah. Right. And then you look back two years later and you're like, oh man, I lost a bunch of weight. Cool. Yeah. Right. But sometimes, I mean, two things to that. Uh, for whatever reason, it's it's so much easier to gain five pounds than lose five pounds. Yeah, right. And then what happens a lot is people get into these fad diets. They lose a bunch of weight. They stop the diets and they go back to their own old weight. It, they keep fluctuating up and down. I know a lot of people like that yeah. because they don't have the mindset. They don't they don't think of themselves as healthy people for whatever reasons. They don't they don't want to they don't want to stay there. Yeah. Um, I'll give you an example of how I've, you know, recently tried to shift my mindset. You know, some of that was, you know, talking to you recently and just like really reflecting and doing this podcast really has helped like put a little bit of insight on, on my own personal life. Um, 
And la like last night, I, for instance, I was, you know, I was hungry at 10 o'clock. I'd played basketball earlier in the night and I got hungry and I just told myself, I'm not really hungry. Like this, like I'm fine. If I don't eat anything, I'll be fine. And my hunger, my hunger pains went away in a couple of minutes and I was fine. I slept, you know, I probably should have drank some water, but, <laughs> but besides the point, like I was fine and I, and I was able to kind of start shifting my mindset, you know, even if it was a little battle, it was a one-time thing. But if I put all these moments together and, you know, like, you know, today at lunch, if I, if I understood what I ate and how it was going to make me feel, then I would have ate better instead of just eating out of convenience, you know? So I think going back to just your mindset, it, it, it really is a mindset. And we really have to want to make a change. Um, and it's just it, like you said, you have to make that decision, not somebody else telling you, hey, you need to lose weight. And, and unfortunately, sometimes it does take like major events in our lives, whether it's a doctor telling us, you know, you're going to die. <laughs> Yeah. Or or just simply getting to a point where you're just like fed up and like I feel like shit. I'm I'm tired of like being tired all the time, which yeah. happens a lot to a lot of people that I know, especially, you know, older we get and our metabolism slows down and we tend to not take care of ourselves. At some point, you know, shit's gonna hit the fan. And unfortunately, a lot of people wait to to get to that point before they decide to make a change. But you know, I, I'm hoping that, you know people that see this, you know, something triggers in their mind and and they decide that we're going to get ahead of that and not let us get to that point where, you know, we have to hear it from a doctor. So, yeah, I hope so too. I, yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. A lot of this is very uncomfortable for me. The Instagram account telling people my weight. I was very, I'm very content to live my life privately. And in fact, even putting a lot of these things out there, I, I am a strong believer in the idea of you build in silence, right? You do you in a dark room. You don't tell people what you're doing. You do it and you come out and you show them the result, right? right? So it's hard. It was hard sharing because it was a thing on my privacy, right? Mm. It was putting a private version of me and one that I wasn't proud of out there, right? And talking about the progress is also kind of hard because it's that idea of, you know, this, my course has built in silence, right? Close the door in the gym, you go work out, you come out and the world will just see you when you're done, right? Right, right. So the whole point of getting out here, doing podcasts, putting it on the Instagram handle, talking about it, um, the DMs and the emails that I get from sometimes complete strangers saying, hey, you know, this is my story and this is what resonates and what do you think about it? Or do you have advice or can I just talk to you and share something with you, right? All of that is because hopefully you see your audience sees something in a normal guy who just made that one decision one day and says, all right, there's nothing special about Alex, right? There's nothing that makes me different than you or anybody watching this or listening, right? It's just that that decision was made. And so I hope that in doing this, people are are getting I'm 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 not a superhero. Mm. Right? I'm the guy who didn't pay attention until one day he woke up and he was four hundred pounds and regular furniture furniture couldn't support him. Right? That's not something 
That's not a badge of honor. Right. So if that's not a badge of honor, then losing it isn't a badge of honor. It's just the consequences of that one decision at that one point in time. Yeah. And if I can make it, you can make it, and anybody else can make it. It's totally doable. That's great stuff. Very powerful. And you mentioned badge of honor, which is a perfect segue to what you're wearing right now. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your clothing line? Yeah. Um, it's um, it's brand new. I don't know if I even have the right to call it a line yet. This is the first thing that kind of went semi-public. Um, so um, it started unofficially maybe a year ago. I, I printed a t-shirt. So you know, when you're 400 pounds, a lot of things don't fit you, right? And that's, yeah. a lot of stuff goes into that. Well, yeah. it's hard to make bigger clothes. They don't sell as much, blah, blah, blah. But really when it comes down to it, especially when you get to higher fashion, mm -hmm. brands and designers don't want 400 pound Alex wearing their badge. <laughs> they don't want me out there saying, this is what Armani looks like, or this is what Nike looks like. They want LeBron out there, right? Uh, they want people who look like that out there. Sure. So um, as I started losing weight, I had all these like thoughts, right? These like kind of slogans would come into my head. And one, I wanted a way to just continue motivating myself. Um, and the other was I want something that I identify with. And why should I bring them in on the victory parade, right? Why should I wear some other guy's brand now that I'm good enough to wear it because I fit a mold that they decided was valuable. Right. Um, I guess there's a little bit of anger there. Right. <laughs> First thing that I ever put, put out was a t-shirt that said, fuck that you're beautiful, which was just a personal motto of mine. Right. And I was just like, as I go running, that's what I want. Right. That's right. what I want on me. Um, and people kind of chuckled at it. Some people kind of got it. And then um, I had, the hoodie or the sweatshirt that you see now is um it says just fucking love me on the back right um and that is maybe a bit of a commentary right i think that um it's kind of about the simplicity of it all right so if you think about kind of how we go about love and acceptance and even self-love there's always these conditions on it right mm -hmm. like when i was growing up um you know, first generation American, there was this like, oh, you have to be a doctor, you have to be an engineer, you have to be, you know, you have to have yeah. letters after your name, right? Of course, of course. And there was always like, <laughs> I always felt like there was this moving target, right? Like I grew up in a great house, my parents loved me, they provided, they bent over backwards to provide, right? Yeah. Um, but we also like, we weren't like a hugging family and it wasn't like leave it to beaver. It's like, you go sport. Like, <laughs> you know, I definitely heard a lot more about the things I did wrong than the things I did right. Sure. Part of our um, culture. Part of our culture. Totally. And I think a lot of people, that resonates with a lot of people. But I always felt like there was this moving target, right? Like, no, I want to come home and just know that I'm accepted and I'm loved and that I'm secure. Or if you think about, like, relationships, right? Like, how many, how many times, you know, um, you're married now, but when you're dating, how many times do you get that? Oh, my God, I love you. You're so great. But. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not like that, right? Or even like if we just like the, the, the social lexicon now is, is, is to chip away at people. There's this like Instagram meme or TikTok meme or everything meme 
six months ago, she's a 10 butt, right? Like that's mm-hmm. how we talk about things. It's so stupid. Right. Like, no, she's a 10 because she's a 10. You're right. a 10, Omi, because you're a 10, right? You're here, sure. you're thriving, you're striving, you're putting in work every day and you're showing up, right? So it's that simple. It's like, it's not, it's kind of like my, um, my rally cry against that moving target, against that exception that we always have, right? Um, so I just started printing it. You know, I just started printing it and putting it on and wearing it. Um, and um, the hoodie is the first thing that got like major, major, it's still very small, but it's the first thing that like yeah. publicly like, I'd wear it to the gym and like people at the gym, like, oh, where do you yeah. get that? Oh, it's yours? Where can I buy one? Right. And after I heard that 10, 15, 20 times, I was like, you got something. <laughs> creative, do it. Just go yeah. do it. Just go do it. Yeah. 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 And it. Um, and it's become kind of cool since we talked. It's taken a bit of a life on, of its own. Um, yeah. Getting some, some traction. Um, people are kind of picking it up and sharing it. Uh, you know, um, doing work with and talking to a couple charities um to see if we can do some kind of workout some kind of like charity situation on on the next run uh, i have a few friends in different charitable organizations that have started nonprofits, and over the last few weeks have just been seeing some of the things that they're doing money they're raising you know people number of people they're feeding in bulk and you know things that they're operating on and i'm, I'm like oh wow this is i'm so in awe of these people. These guys are the real right. heroes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, I wish I could do something like that. And I, I reached out and said, hey, you know, like I don't have a nonprofit, but you know, maybe a hundred people want this hoodie and we can yeah. give you the profit, right? Do do something like that. So it's it's been a really cool journey even since we last talked and, and it's I think it's only about two, three weeks old since the first time I I kind of put it on Instagram and said, hey, is anyone yeah. in the in yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I think it's a great message. And I, there's a couple messages in there, right? Like you said, just do it, which is, which basically like the gist of all of this, right? Like if you set your mind to it, just do it. And you know, the way you lost the weight, the way you're, you know, you're getting this sweatshirt out, like whatever you set your mind to just do it. Don't, don't stop yourself. Like just, just make it happen, set your mind to it and make it happen. Uh, so I think that's a great message. And you know, one thing that I always ask all my guests last three questions here, and we'll let you, we'll, we'll let you go. But uh, what, what is one thing, I mean, obviously the message on the sweatshirt is great, but what is one thing in the world that you want to teach the world? What's one message you have for the world, one lesson? Yeah. Um, I think getting out of your comfort zone and, and getting out of those limited beliefs. So there's this, um, there's this thing out there, there's no matter how uncomfortable something is, no matter how uncomfortable your situation is, right? Yeah. Even if it's a negative situation, you're going to regress back to what you know, because that's your comfort zone, right? Being 400 pounds was uncomfortable. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't be on this podcast because you'd hear me huffing and puffing, right? Um, I just couldn't do it. But couldn't play basketball, right? Um, but I didn't want to change it because that was my comfort zone, right? It's only when you get out of your comfort zone 
it's only when you fight against that and you're willing to get out of your comfort zone that you can make a change in your life. And that's what I'm all about. I would say that maybe the positive of that um, is dream so big it scares you, right? Yeah. And then uh, I took this one from, from David Goggins, but ask yourself, what if? Instead of saying, oh, no, that will never happen, ask yourself, what if that did happen? What would my life look like if that did happen? Yeah. Right. I love it. I love all of that. That's those are those are great. Some great messages. Thank and you. It, and I'm gonna definitely take away. And and you've inspired me. Like if you can do that, I can do this. You know. So anybody can do this. Like like yeah. you said, nothing makes us special or different. We're all humankind, and we're all capable of of doing big things. Um, speaking of big things, I know that power of of books have have had a big impact on my life, uh, and have had impact on your life. Uh, is there, is there a book or an author that you'd recommend yeah. uh, to people? Yeah, we, um, we just spoke about him. I think the most impactful, at least in this journey has been a guy named David Goggins. Um, he just put out his second book. It's called never finished. His first book is called can't hurt me. And right when things started clicking for me, right when I started losing some weight, and I hit kind of my first speed bump and my first challenge. Um, somebody sent me a like a clip of a podcast he was on. Right. And he's about radical accountability. It spoke to, you know, um, the old athlete in me, um, you know, and coaches yelling at you and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I say athlete loosely. Um, and um so I, I started listening to this podcast when I would run. I bought the books on Audible and then in hard copy and would listen and try and read to actually like read pages. And I, I think from an author perspective, he's been the most impactful on my life the last few years. Um, and it's just because of his, his message of, of radical accountability, right? I love oh. And then getting out there and doing it. I love it. I love it. I think that's... Uh... That's great. Uh, that's great. Uh, great message for for all of us. And I, you know, I'm definitely going to check out his book, check out his books for sure. Um, how can people follow you? How do you, how do people get in touch with you? How do people buy your sweatshirt? I want you know, let us know. Yeah. Um, so right now, everything is through Instagram. So you can follow me personally. Uh, the handle is at Fat Kid Beautiful. Um, these sweatshirts were so early in it. I'm so early in it that I've, I've been selling them via DM through Instagram, right? Nice. Just I'll do a pre-release. I'll do like a launch and I'll say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing orders in two weeks. Who's in DM me. Right? right. And that's how we've been selling it. Maybe soon we'll get a website up or something like that. Um, and then the rest of social media is just, uh, it, I believe it's all under fat kid, beautiful. I'm more active on Instagram. Right. Um, right. You know, like Facebook, my name, Alex Udine. LinkedIn, my name, Alex Udine. But this message, the content we're talking about today and, and where I post the most is going to be at Fat Kid Beautiful on Instagram. That's great, man. I'll definitely be following you and I'll, I'll continue to watch your journey. And hopefully, uh, I know you've inspired me today and I hope you've inspired a lot of other people. Actually, I know you're going to be inspiring other people. And, I, and I'm grateful for your time. And I had a ton of fun doing this. Hope you did and hope everybody... Uh, 
you know, likes, follows, and shares our message here today and to help us put out the good word. Absolutely. Thanks, Alex. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Take care, brother. Talk to you later.